0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's
1: baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. Hello, everybody. I'm Allison Twitter from MLB.com, and here with my probably slightly tired, maybe a little weary colleague, Thomas Harding, who was diligently covering the 16 inning affair uh, with the Dodgers the previous night. So, Thomas, let's get right to it. Uh, Tell me what was going on there. It was a a five-and-a-half-hour game, um, and then the Rockies won it. So how cool was that for them?
0: That was cool for them because they played – they're so far out of the race, I don't think they can see the race. But (laughs) they played like it was the seventh game of the World Series. I mean, early in the game, Justin Turner had a hard slide. The Rockies felt was late um, into Nolan Arenado, who was covering second on a double play with the shift. And there were a lot of words from Walt Weiss and from Nolan Arenado toward the Dodgers and Justin Turner and um, Don Mattingly got involved in it. And you could see the Rockies just trying to find a way to win a game. I mean, offensively, they don't do as well on the road as they do at home. They scratched out some runs early against Brett Anderson. And they just kind of hung in there. The bullpen pitch, pitched um, 10 scoreless innings, which is a third inning shy of the club record and Nolan Arenado ended up winning the game in the 16th inning with a home run. It's one of those games where, let's face it, the Dodgers have more concerns like trying to win a World Series, but for the Rockies, it's a game where they can kind of hang their hats on and like, see, if we play well, if we play together, if we pitch decently, we can compete with anybody. So it was it, it was a good game for them, even though it wasn't a Christmas game. They let a run score and a pop-up that dropped in the outfield and, really didn't uh, do a whole lot offensively. But, hey, uh, every game isn't going to be pretty. You're not going to hit three home runs every game.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about this takeout slide uh, from Turner that uh, created a little bit of a, of a stir. And um, Arenado was pretty classy with his comments after saying, like, that this wasn't like something that motivated him or fueled him. Um, and he kind of deferred to everybody else to just draw their own conclusions. But that didn't sit well too much with the Rockies, did it?
0: no it didn't sit well at all and that's something with this club that sometimes i wonder if it's missing um, they do tend to bring in a whole lot of character type guys that's big in their evaluation but what happens um you know what happens when things get tough you you want those guys to uh you know to fight back and this is a team that i think it's they haven't had a fight since something like 2008 on the field you know they've um so it, it, it's always good to see them just not simply take being bullied around. Um, Justin Turner's slide, it was it, he slid, and I think he landed on the bag, so it was a pretty late slide. Now the play's timing was a little bit, um, I think, messed up because, A, you had a third baseman covering second base, and, B, the throw handcuffs him a bit. But, uh, hey, n- nothing wrong with standing
1: up and saying, I don't appreciate that play, and that's what the Rockies did. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed to be a pretty civilized conversation. Um, so there was also a lot of uh, buzz not long ago about John Gray and his pitching against the Dodgers. So you seem to be um, pretty impressed with the results, even though he uh, didn't get a win. Uh, he was on a pitch count, which seems to be maybe a little bit um, – he seemed to maybe be unhappy with that. But uh, but overall, I would imagine that this is very encouraging for the Rockies to see uh, their third overall pick in the 2013 making this kind of start
0: yeah it's something that let's face it you wouldn't be celebrating that performance if you were in a race and 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 you really needed uh you really needed that win i mean it was still too many pitches in less than five innings for john gray but just the fact that he stayed in a game with kershaw i mean this is a guy who was really pumped about it he said it was the biggest stage he'd ever been on and he had pitched in some regional finals in college University of Oklahoma, those games are all over television. But this is a guy who aspires to battle against the against the Clayton Kershaw's and the Zach Greinke's and, and Madison Bumgarner's in the division. So for him to show ace-like stuff, even though he doesn't have ace-like savvy yet, uh, the Rockies are pretty happy with it. And let's face it. This is all about getting him accustomed to next season so that when he's in the rotation to start the year and everybody hopes that and there are no injuries and, and he comes back well. At, at the start of the year, the Rockies, um, their lineup is always going to be competitive in the division. One of the best, arguably the best lineup in the division. John Gray's going to be a reason why they think they can turn that into winning. So for him to go out and and pitch well enough to keep the runs down against Clayton Kershaw, that's a feather in his cap. Like I say, he's going to have to throw more first-pitch strikes. I think it was something like 13 out of 22 batters, and that's just not enough. Um, and he's going to have to not, throw, not, not hit that 90-pitch mark in the fifth inning. But if he's able to keep guys off base the way he was to hold down the runs, uh, he could be a pretty good force in this rotation.
1: So this is a time for teams that aren't contending to be evaluating. As we know, we have discussed this as a clever call here with the team. The catching duties, though, uh, Walt Weiss is pretty definitive about how this is going to go for the remainder of the season. So it's going to be divided between two guys.
0: Yeah, it's going to be divided between Dustin Garneau and Tom Murphy. Who um, they were, they've been really excited about Murphy. I, I thought he would make his debut last year, but he had a shoulder issue at Double and missed a lot of the season. Um, this is a guy who, going back to college at the University of Buffalo, and probably even before, he had coaches that said, you're the catcher, you run the game. There was no wrist coach where, where they were calling pitches from the bench. And you can tell that he can command a pitching staff. He's also a big, strong fellow that hits with some power um, and just seems like the leader type that could be a catcher of the future. Dustin Garneau is a guy who's been in the system for a while, a good catching throw guy who really came on offensively this year and earned a call-up, and the thing he did was just simply simplify. He didn't try to get home runs like maybe he had done in his younger years or in college. He simply put the ball in play and has done a good job, and I think he's done a good job working with the staff here. So the two of them will split the catching duties except for it's except for when Jorge De La Rosa pitches because there's some familiarity with Waleen Rosario. So uh, Rosario is supposed to catch um, De La Rosa for the rest of the year.
1: Oh, okay. Um, and I wanted to end this with, and I realize I don't think you were there that day, but there was this little note in some of the Rockies coverage that Eddie Vetter was visiting the Rockies clubhouse, and Walt Weiss seemed to be completely over the moon meeting this guy. Did you hear anything about this?
0: Yes, I did. And it's it's funny too. Vetter Eddie Vetter is a huge Chicago Cubs fan and a huge baseball fan. Um so he came in and uh, Walt Weiss, who is a big music guy, um uh, he's uh he, he he's had he he played drums for John Fogarty at a benefit concert. Wow, I don't know
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, early in his career, he played drums for John Fogerty on one, on one song, Center Field. It's the only song Walt Weiss ever learned how to play, and I don't think he can play it now. And he's a big Springsteen fan, so he's a huge Eddie Vedder fan. We've had conversations about Pearl Jam before. So it was a strange conversation because Eddie Vedder wanted to talk baseball. I mean, he talked with front office officials. He talked with the pitching coaches about pitch strategies and how you set up things. And everybody on the Rockies wanted to talk to him about music and rock and roll. So it's a strange conversation, but um, I was not there for it. I wish I had been, but it ended up a great time because you had people that were kind of artists or at the top of their fields of exchanging ideas.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm very happy for Walt West. My goodness, the things you get to do when you when you wear a baseball uniform is just amazing. But um amazing. thank you, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week.